Welcome back to Books and Stuff Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Zach. And today we have an awesome guest with us. We have Megan. I don't know how to say your last name. Megan Yule. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Megan Yule. And actually, we're going to let her tell you uh, where you can find her and everything. And then we'll get into all the questions. So go ahead. Hi, so you can find me on BookTube. I recently started a BookTube channel a couple months ago called Reading with Meg. So that's where you can find me for all book-related content. And then my Instagram is like a personal Instagram, but I also post books stuff on there occasionally. Um, And that's just Hey Megan. So it's H-E-Y-M-E-G-H-I-N. Nice. Yeah, I was wondering when did you actually, well... Actually, I'm going to save that question. So usually when we start the podcast, we say what we're currently reading. We haven't done that the last couple guests because we didn't know when those episodes were going to go up. But we figured we could do that with you because I know you are currently reading a book. And I'm currently reading The Switch House by Tim Meyer, which has the most amazing cover in the world. And this is my first book by this author. And I have like uh, 50 pages or so left in it. What are you reading? I have got Skeleton Crew. I'm finally reading this. It's by Stephen King. It's taken me forever to finally get to it, which I ironically read the longest story in this book probably three years ago, but I just, like, didn't finish it. So I'm about halfway done. I just finished the raft for the second time and got my little sheet with all my rankings for each story individually and see how it pans out as a whole at the end. So, and Megan, what are you reading? I am currently reading The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. Nice. How are you liking uh, it? I'm almost done with it. I have like the last four pages. So far, I'm really liking it. Yeah. Nice. So I thought the first question we could start with was, when did you initially start on YouTube? Obviously, you, or maybe people don't know that you actually had a channel before, your book channel. And... I don't know if you, are you totally, like, signed off and done with that channel, or, um, well, let's just start with when did you start your whole YouTube journey? Well, I started my first YouTube channel, which is just my name, Megan Ewell. Um, I started it, I don't even exactly remember when, what, it was a couple years ago, and I always, like, wanted to start a YouTube channel, but I wasn't sure, like, what I wanted to make videos about. So I was just kind of filming like a bunch of different kinds of videos just to see what I like to film. Um, And eventually like I started posting about um, my chronic pain and stuff and that was the thing that stuck the most with people watching me. But um, as I became more of like an avid reader, I started posting more book videos. And then one day I was like, you know what? I like filming book videos more than anything else so I was like I'm just gonna start a booktube channel and I think I started my channel like the end of November of 2021 so it was a couple months ago um, that's when I started posting videos on there as far as like my other channel I do want to get back to posting on there but I don't think I'm gonna be posting on there like as often as I was before like I was posting like weekly but um, maybe once in a while on that channel, but um, mostly just filming book videos now. Right, which, was that a hard decision for you to make? Because technically you 
were monetized on that one and like had that channel established and everything was that a hard decision for you to start your book channel kind of because you're literally starting from scratch so I was like oh are people even going to like subscribe to this channel but I just knew that I really loved filming book videos like it, those were the videos that I just always looked forward to filming so I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it because it's just what I like to do so I'm like if people subscribe if they don't it's fine it's just like a fun hobby so I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it <laughs> and that's what I decided to do nice what are let's go with or do you want to ask the next one um, what would you consider your all-time favorite books? We'll start with the big question. <laughs> um, so I mostly read thriller and horror. So I would say my favorite thriller of all time would be Pretty Girls by Karen Slaughter. I just love that book. Um, and also, like, I started reading horror, I'd say, in the last few months, and, um... My favorite horror books would have to be Brother by Anya Alborn and uh, Survivor by J.F. Gonzalez. So those are like my top three, I think. Nice. You read Brother. Yeah, I read Brother. That was a phenomenal book. It took me by surprise, but mm -hmm. definitely one of my all-time favorites, but not like top three for me. Have you read any other Anya Alborn? Um, I read Seed. And I think that might be the only one. I'm about to start The Shuddering after I read The Book of Cold Cases. You so. will not be disappointed with The Shuddering. The Shuddering was a very good book, at least to me. I thought it was really good. The ending was... That's what most people say. Yeah, I was going to mm -hmm. say. I think a lot of people have really enjoyed that one. Yeah. I think there's only one yeah. book that... I keep hearing about it, and I'm like, I cannot wait. Yeah. What was the one that you didn't really like by her, but everything else you really enjoyed? It was the bird one, right? Uh, the bird eater. I, I, I like couldn't finish the bird eater. I don't know. I just like didn't get into it. I don't know what the real like true problem yeah. was. I just like, I don't know. The story wasn't getting me. Yeah. So let's yeah. jump uh, back. What? Are we gonna say our favorite books? Oh, okay. We've done that before on the podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, my there's a change up in mine now because of a book I just finished. Um, I've got The Shining, Ooh. obviously, um, and then the one I just finished that is now in my top three is Gone Girl by Gillian Flynn. I mm -hmm. finally read that book and it's good. Have you read that yet? I love that book. Mm -hmm. That's like yeah. one of my favorite thrillers, definitely. Yeah. I feel like because I saw the movie so many times before reading the book, it kind of spoiled it a little bit. Like, I wish I would have read the book first because the book was so good. And then you, like, since I saw the movie, I kind of knew what the twist was coming. But um, still a really great book. I gave it five stars. I know. Our problem with – we're doing a whole podcast based on Gone Girl because I just read it for the first time, too. I actually – and the opposite. I actually don't mind that I saw the movie first. I knew that they followed closely together. Like, I've heard that for several years. But the reason why I 
kept putting off Gone Girl was because the movie is one of my all-time favorite movies. And so I was like, I don't want to read the book just because I don't, I don't want to have any, I don't want to change my thoughts at all on the movie, but it really is like spot on. And I didn't mind watching the movie first because it was fun, like putting the, you know, faces to the characters in the book and everything. So, um, I think that made it a more enjoyable reading experience, at least for me. What about you? I mean, that's how I thought it was, too. Um, I mean, obviously, during the actual podcast podcast, we'll talk about it more, but there are definitely some, you know, differences in, like, characters, like, Tyler Perry, I definitely did not see as, uh, what was his name, Tanner, or whatever. I, like, just hearing him talk in the book, definitely would not have pictured him as Tyler Perry. But, I mean, it was still (laughs) casted pretty well. He did a good job, but I just, like... When I was reading, I was like, they got Tyler Perry to play this guy? This guy sounds like a 70-year-old white guy. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it still worked. I like Tyler Perry in the movie. He was he did a pretty good job. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into the questions. We have some booktube, and we have some just, like, generic questions. What's been the best part about starting your booktube, and what's been harder than you thought? Hmm. I think, well, the best is just, like, connecting with all the people. Like, the BookTube community, everyone is so nice. And it's, like, so much smaller than you think. Because, like, people that I've been, like, watching for a long time, they started, like, subscribing to me and talking to me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, (laughs) I would have never imagined that this person would talk to me. So I think just, like the community of like being on booktube and talking to other people that have similar interests it really just like brings everyone together um as far as like what's been the hardest i'm not really sure i I don't really know how to answer that one yeah i agree though because i obviously like i read all of his comments and everything and i I know his channel very well and everything. And the people who, um, it really is a very supportive community. And everyone is, like, willing to, um, like, reach out or to connect. Like you said, people who, you know, maybe it wouldn't seem like they would talk with you if it were, like, a different, um, I guess, genre of YouTube or something. But... In the booktube world, everyone's been super friendly. And it's really easy to grow because everyone's just so supportive. And so, yeah, he started his channel in, like, 2020, I think. And um, I, it's, like, amazing the amount of people that he's, like, genuinely talked to and, like, how fast he's grown and everything. So um, it's been kind of crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, all the yeah, books. Everyone's just so nice and, like, welcoming. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely different. Like, you know, we did a podcast with Gabby uh, from Gabby Reads, and I didn't expect that to be a thing. We have a couple other people that we're talking yeah. to that I would not have expected to really have on, you know, a talking basis. And here we are. Yeah. So. What's been your favorite video you've posted and what are your favorite videos to watch on booktube 
So I only have probably like 15 videos, so I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> I would say probably like the first um, like horror vlog that I posted where I read Brother by Anya Alborn and Survivor by J.F. Gonzalez because those ended up being like my two all-time favorite books. And I just happened yeah. to read them both for the same video. <laughs> so I'd like to go back and like experience that all over again because I read them back to back and I was like holy crap, these are, like, my two favorite books. So probably that one. Um, and then what was the other part of the question? <laughs> what are your favorite videos to watch on BookTube? I would say probably, like, I don't know. I really like vlogs. I really like um, just, like, wrap-ups and reviews, just, like, seeing what people have read recently, what they think of um, the recent books that they read, and yeah. just, like hearing their overall thoughts to see if we have like similar interests mm -hmm. my favorite are probably reading vlogs too just because I I'm kind of like a nosy bitch I like to see what like people are doing during their day but also like what they're reading and I love the themed vlogs when he's done like some that are like that but he hasn't done as many I guess we'll use Gabby as an example like she did one that was like all about horror books set in like water and I'm like how do you like come up with all of these ideas yeah. I know that um uh Kayla Books and Lala is another one who does a lot of themed reading vlogs too I just love reading vlogs and what would you say are your favorite videos I like collections um I, I don't like know any collection like uh, horror yeah horror th yeah horror thriller Stephen King um I mean, Cameron Chaney is the guy goosebumps. who, he's the one who inspired me to collect my goosebumps. So I saw all of his collection videos and I was like, I'm kind of jealous. Well, <laughs> so, we're recording with him soon, so you can tell him all about that. Yeah, I know. He'll, he'll love that. <laughs> all right. Do you feel that BookTube has changed your views on book at, on books at all? Like, are you reading books that you maybe never thought you would read or are you, um, I don't know. Do you feel like, um, you've explored a part of your book life like that you never thought you would like for me, I never thought I would ever read like, I don't know, a Dean Koontz book. And I read phantoms. She was the one who commented that, um, a bunch of Dean Koontz books that you should read. <laughs> She's the one who said, like... is my favorite one. I don't like a lot of his books, though. My boyfriend reads, like, all of them. But well, yeah. I think Intensity gave five stars. That was, like, the only one that I gave five stars. Yeah, that's the one that everyone tells me to read. Yeah. Um, one of the other YouTubers I watch, Edward yeah. Lorne, he did, like, a video on Koontz, and he said that he stopped watching him because he's tired of him putting, like, dogs in every single book and, like, making them, like, stand out oh so much. And he was like, yeah, I love dogs, but, like, yeah, he's like I just can't putting, stand it. Yeah, he's, like, always putting golden retrievers in his books <laughs> just because he has golden retrievers. Okay, but do they like, live? Every book has a golden retriever in it. Well, that would spoil the book. Yeah. Okay. Because he's read so many books about, well, we're not, yeah, we, he's read so many books about, I'm not going to say titles or anything, honestly, I don't even know all of them, where the animal, where an animal will die in the book, 
a lot of times a dog and he'll literally like dock a star just because of that like why put a pet in the book just to kill him off <laughs> like that's so sad <laughs> Um, yeah, that's how I feel. Like, if one thing triggers me in books, it's, like, the animal cruelty and, like, dogs dying. I'm like, nope, throw it in the trash. <laughs> right. Well, that's like how I am with movies. Like, if a character dies, like, oh, that kind of sucks, depending on the character. And then, like, as soon as a dog dies, like, it could be just a miscellaneous dog on the street. And it's just like, oh, my God, my heart just got torn out of my soul. Same. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Why put a dog in there? Um, okay. I guess kind of going off of that, I'll ask maybe a more um, uh, different question. Since you have strong opinions about books, which you can hear all about her strong opinions, obviously on her YouTube channel and on Instagram stories, what book do you hate that everyone else loves? And what's a book that you love that everyone else hates? Because I feel like there's a lot of books that you hate that everyone else loves, is what I feel like you have more of. Because, I mean, is that mean to say that you have strong opinions about books? Oh, no, I really do. (laughs) Either either (laughs) I'm, like, extremely passionate about a book being five stars, or I'm extremely passionate about hating a book. So... It's, like, one way or another. And then if it's just okay, I'm like, "Mm, I really don't have much to say about this. Um, But as far as, like, books that I don't like that everyone else likes, there's a lot. Um, My least favorite book of all time was Dead Inside by Chandler Morrison. I feel like so many people praise that book, and it was just awful (laughs) everything about it was awful um I really I also didn't like um things have gotten worse since we last spoke I didn't like oh I Um, like what's the other one I'm thinking of ending things I didn't like I really don't like books that like don't have a clear-cut ending so (laughs) so like when the ending just gets to be like I have to do research and like watch videos to explain endings. I'm like, okay, I really don't like this. So anything where like it has like an ambiguous ending and everyone's like giving it five stars, I'm like, oh, I really don't like this. So I'd say those are usually the books that I stay away from. <laughs> the one exception I have with that is The Mist. Uh, that's like literally the only one like I have an exception for. And it's not just because it's by Stephen King. It's by I Stephen haven't King. read that one. Oh, um, yeah. Well, wait. Hold on. Let's ask her. Are you a Stephen King fan? I do like his books. I just started reading more of his books. I've only read, like, a couple. So this year I started reading more. Um, I'm not, like, the biggest fan because I've only read a few. So I have to read more and see. But um, recently I read Pet Cemetery and I read The Shining and I really liked both of them. So, Oh, there you go. My warning I have for you is don't read all the bangers right away. Because I'm at the point now where I've read, I feel like, what everyone considers, like, his best. And, like, I'm at, like, a roadblock because it's, like, now I don't know where to go. Because uh, the books I have left, yeah. either everybody hates them or nobody really talks about them. So I'm, like... Steer clear of sell. 
Yeah, if you're gonna, yeah, sell. That's stay what I've heard. I've heard that from multiple people. I will say though, he's got two other ones that are though. So, Edward Lauren has like a video where he talks about like the big three: Dreamcatcher, From Ebullicate, and Cell. All kind of have the same form of like premise in terms of like they start off really well. At some point in the middle, something happens and like the tone of the book completely changes. For me, it worked really well for Dreamcatcher. For Buickade, I was kind of torn. It wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. And Cell was just hot garbage. It was terrible. What are the what are Stephen King books that you want to read? Um, on my list right now, like that I physically own, I own Dreamcatcher, The Stand, which oh my god, that's over a thousand pages. I really have to be like in the right mental space. <laughs> to start that one um and I also have Salem's Lot but I read that like years ago and I remember really liking it but I don't remember anything about it other than like the general premise um so those three are on my shelf right now that I have to read nice um all three of those in my opinion are good books I do need to do a reread of The Stand because there are so many characters, so many things are going on. The first time I read it, I was also doing, like, work on my roof. And so, like, I was, like, zoning in and out of the book. And so I missed probably, like, four solid hours. <laughs> and, like, it was not good. I, like, definitely needed to listen to those four hours better. So that's a book I need to reread. Dreamcatcher is a book that everybody hates, and I'm, like, one of the only people who actually like it. Um, it's actually a five-star book for me, so take that as you will. Um, Salem's Lot is a good book. It is pretty solid, um, so definitely read that one again. Who would you consider some of your favorite authors? Obviously, we know his, Stephen King, so we don't need to talk about his. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I know, okay, Karen Slaughter I've really been liking, um, I'm gonna start, like, her series soon. I read all her standalones, and some of them were, like, eh, but then books like Pretty Girls I absolutely loved, and I gave five stars, so I want to start reading, like, her series. Um, I really like Grady Hendrix a lot. I read all his books, absolutely loved almost all of them. Um, who else? Uh, Riley Sager, I really like. I read all his books. Um, I'm a bigger fan of his newer stuff. I know everyone hates Survive the Night, and I like that book. I I like Survive the Night. Did you guys like Survive the Night? She didn't like it because of how it ended. I liked it because of how it ended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I liked it because of how it ended, too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What yeah, everyone's what, always hating on that book. I mean, and like hating like hard on it too. Like it's my number two favorite book by yeah. him. Or actually, no, it is my favorite by him. That or well, it's like a three way tie. Lock every door. Um, home before dark. Home before dark and survive the night are my top three. So I mean, like it's kind of like mm-hmm. take your pick. Any of those three are like really Wait, good for me. Which was the Grady that you didn't like? Um, my least favorite was the newest one, the final girls support group. I still, like, it was just, like, 
a middle of the road for me. It was maybe like a three star. Um, but yeah, I'm not really big into like final girls tropes. Wow. So. That's, that's. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> that, that, that's where I'm sitting. I like really. They work for me with movies, but I like I. They just like do not work for me as a book. It just like doesn't work. I don't know why. Same. What's your favorite trope yeah. in thriller and horror? I don't know if this is like a trope or just like a thing, but um, when things are like realistic in thriller books, like things that are so realistic that it could happen in real life, because that is what like scares the crap out of me. I'm like, oh my God, this could happen. Like a man could come up and kidnap me and murder me right now. Like anything that's like super realistic. Um, but I also really like, like in horror, I like, uh, paranormal, like demons, um, cult stuff, um, weird stuff, like cannibalism. <laughs> um, I don't know. So but did you then like I would say least favorite would be like final girls. <laughs> did you enjoy the troop? Did you read that one by Nick Cutter? I haven't. I own it, but I haven't read it yet. Um, I'm nervous because everyone's talking about like this animal cruelty with like turtles and cats, and I own a turtle and cats, so <laughs> that's the only reason I haven't read it yet. But it's just like sitting Proceed with on caution. my shelf. Uh, I read it a couple years ago. I don't precisely remember a cat issue, but I for sure remember the turtle issue, and I was. I still gave it five stars, but it was honestly one of the hardest five stars I had to give because of what happened to the turtle. <laughs> That's what everyone keeps saying. Everyone's like, I gave this five stars, but it has, like, this turtle incident. That's, <laughs> well, like, the notorious thing. It's, like, it has, like, the children gangbang at the end of the book, and then, like, the troop has the turtle scene. Infamous bad things in books. Anyway, let's continue. Oh my gosh. Well, I was going to say my favorite trope is, which I think we talked about this in Aaron's episode, but my favorite is for thrillers, I really, I'm a sucker for the locked room mystery. I like being stuck in one place where like the stakes are really high and, uh, but sometimes it doesn't work. I, I'm kind of, I feel like I've read enough of them now where I'm starting to, you know, get over it, but, um, for a while, that's what I've always said. I don't read a lot of horror, so I can't really go there. But I, I've read some Haunted House, and I would say that that's probably my favorite. What about you? For horror, I just like batshit crazy. Like, I just like... Okay. Like... You did not say that in Aaron's episode. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But, like, <laughs> uh, uh, grotesque creatures, I'll enjoy a story about that. Haunted houses. You like ghost stories, too. Ghosts and stuff like that. I mean, you know, anything really horror, just anything really not Final Girl. Well, you're more of a horror reader than a thriller reader, too. Yeah, I've grown attached to thrillers because of... Like, typically, whenever I do, like, a TBR video, Danielle gets, like, a thriller pick, and a lot of the ones that she has picked have, like, worked, and so it's kind of gotten me onto that train, but I, I will forever have both feet planted on the horror train. I've read so many thrillers in the past, like, two years or whatever that I feel like 
a lot of the times, like, I've seen, it, like, these tropes and these things be done so many times that it gets repetitive. Like, you know, I can only read so many books where, like, the same thing happens at the end. So, um, yeah, a lot of, like, the tropes I've just seen done too many times, and then I start to get bored. Yeah. Wait, I think I remember a book that you hated that everyone else loved because it's a book that we both love and I feel like I remember you not liking it and it was the plot. Oh no, I liked that book. Oh, okay. I wonder who I'm thinking of though because yeah. that was that was different for me. That was a thriller I haven't read a whole lot of. So I really enjoyed that one a lot. Um, but yeah, I agree with what you're saying. It's so hard to, you know, like domestic thrillers are it's another uh subgenre that I really like, but I mean, it's hard to be original in that subgenre because I think for a while, I feel like last year, it was like the year where everyone was writing a domestic thriller. And so it was hard to find ones that um, were standouts and didn't just like, wasn't the same thing over and over again. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. What's been your favorite book you've read so far this year? I haven't had much luck this year. I'm, like, reading so many books that either are just, like, eh, okay for me or I didn't like. What did I give five stars recently? Oh, um, True Crime by Samantha... Oh, I don't know Col how to pronounce Necker her last name. Colsenic, I think. Yeah, that book I really liked, but it was, like, super, super depressing. <laughs> um, and I'm trying so to think of, like... What else I read recently that I really liked? Um, I know there's another one, but I can't think of what it is. I, like, get mixed up between, like, what I read last year and what I read this year already. <laughs> I know. It's going to be we – both, we've both read Gone Girl, and, like, it's easily going to be probably our favorite book that we've read this year. So I feel like that's going to, like – I don't know. It's almost going to get – tiresome I think of talking about it just because it's already or it's only March and so like he's gonna have so many videos it's like April. okay whatever it's April I guess when we're recording this and so he does so many videos where like wrapping up he just talked about it in his March wrap up and then we're planning to do a video like talking about his favorite books for the first quarter of the year and then there's like um what's that mid What's that June video that we always post? The, the, the mid-year book freakout tag. Whoa, I'm impressed by you. Yeah, that one. And then I was... He never remembers the, anything like that. Yeah, when it You comes, just whipped that out so fast. When it comes to us actually recording that during the time, I'm probably going to need you to tell me the name of it probably five times before I actually get it again. Those are some of my favorite videos to watch, too. Um, back to that question. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so I feel like it's almost going to get tiresome. I know people are going to be like, okay, we've heard you talk about Gone Girl so many times. But, yeah, that's probably going to be my favorite book of the year. And, like I said, I only read it in March. So Well, that's how everyone is with Stephen King with me. It's like, okay, we've heard you talk about this book. Now shut up. Like, we get it. You like The Shining. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. I guess we have a few questions to wrap up. And then... Um, I found what? the other book that I was trying to think of. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> they Never Learned by Lainey Fargo was the other one. Oh. That's like my favorite book that I read so far. 
Oh, I've heard a lot about that one. I did not read that. Yeah. These Silent Woods. I for, who I forgot who that was by. Kimmy Cunningham Grant, I think. That was a very good book. It like it's a book that I wouldn't think I would have enjoyed, but like it actually worked and I gave it 5 stars and it's probably going to be in my top 5 for the year. I I also just have not read any like good king this year. Like I started with Under the Dome, then I read the Tommy Knockers, and then I had Gwendy's Final Task, and now I'm reading Skeleton Crew. So I'm planning to reread Misery, so maybe that'll it's probably Yeah, that would be a good one for her to read. Oh yeah, Misery would be a good one. That's one that Misery, I read that. Mm -hmm. Oh okay. Yeah, people say that like if there was like another Bachman book, that Misery would be like the the missing Bachman book out of the ones that were written. So that doesn't mean a whole lot to me, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I I read that like years ago and I loved it and I really want to reread it. Well, yeah, nice. I want to. I'm planning to reread it eventually, but the one thing I need to remember, and I say this in the videos whenever I like talk about it, because it's not in my top ten, but like it's a really good book. It's like the little interludes with uh, Paul Sheldon like writing the misery book. Like, you jump into that story, and then you come back to him being trapped, and then you jump back into the other story. It's like, I don't care about this. Like, just it, get to get to him getting his leg chopped off. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to read about that. Yeah. Alrighty, then. Okay. I agree. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, the lone wolf, because I haven't read any Stephen King over here. Well, that's how it felt when we talked with Tony. <laughs> With Tony Horror's Corner, you were like, I'm just going to ask questions. I'm not going to talk much because I don't know anything about it. I know. We had another Stephen King, like, obsessed, obsessed person on. And I was just over here. I was like, you know what? This is going to be the type of episode where I just, like, let you two duke it out. And I'll just, like, ask random ass questions. And then at the end, we stayed on with him for, like, a half hour probably after and he was like we probably could have gone for another four hours and i was like yeah i didn't have enough questions for that so we'll have to <laughs> i'll have to plan for a round two um yeah we had to make sure like a part two or part three yeah. part four <laughs> exactly like could, i know they could talk for freaking ever about it so well i need to redo a video with like comparing a top 10 with somebody because the first one i did kind of flopped I don't even know what you're talking about. So let's finish up this episode. I have three questions left. And first up, we're going to do, do you have any tips for people who would want to start slash grow a booktube channel? Because you, like you said, you started in November. And so I feel like you're still relatively new-ish. And um, I think that you have a great channel and I watch it all the time. Thank you. Yeah, um, as cliche and awful as this sounds, I don't know. (laughs) Um, If you want to start a booktube channel, you just have to start. (laughs) Like, that's the first step. You know, um, I know a lot of people, like, YouTube probably seems, like, so intimidating and, like, oh, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do that. I don't think anyone's going to watch me. But if you, like, want to do something, like, you can't have that mindset. You just have to be, like oh, well, I'm just going to do it. You know, you can film videos on your phone to start out with, or, you know, you can just do really easy editing, really easy videos, and just start 
and kind of just get your foot in there. And if it's, you know, if it's something that you really want to do, um, because if you just like sit around and like make up these things like, oh, no one's going to watch me, no one's going to like me, um, then you're never going to start. So um, I know that's not really like advice, but you just got to do it. <laughs> if it's I think also in regards, yeah, in regards to BookTube, like we were saying, it's a super um, like easy community to like get along with. I feel like reading sprints is like a huge thing right now on booktube like i swear every night there's five different people doing reading sprints and i feel like if you engage in reading sprints on different creators like they'll engage back with you because they read the comments and everything and so if you like keep putting your name out there um it'll you know be seen more and like you know we remember comments we remember consistent commenters on his videos they stick out to us well there's one who just like comments freaking novels to him about Stephen King books so that one is a little weird but um yeah the people who come back all the time and comment like we remember their names I read all of his comments too just because I like to see people say nice things to him so <laughs> um I mean we still get comments on biggest Stephen King collection and we posted that a year or so ago and every comment I've read since is like wow he's got eight copies of this but he hasn't read the book yet that's stupid and it's like you collect well, stamps that, that you don't use leave me alone that wasn't well yeah okay that wasn't where I was going my my point was the reading sprints thing like just stay that would be my advice I don't know if you agree with that or not. Yeah, that's good advice. I see so many people that do reading sprints now. And I think it's like such a good way to interact with people because like you said, you know, if you're like going on and interacting with someone while they're doing reading sprints, it's live. They're going to read your comment. They're going to talk to you and they're going to remember who you are, you know. But um, yeah, like if you're commenting a lot on, you know, a certain person's videos like they're gonna remember you most likely unless they have like millions of subscribers and they don't even see their comments but um yeah just like engaging with people and um like you said commenting on like reading sprints and live videos where they're gonna interact with you is that's solid advice yeah I feel like even just on videos in general like we comment back to 95 percent of the comments left on his videos I would say and the people who I have commented on or that he's commented on like 95 percent of comments that he's made have gotten a response in some way too so it's a very engaging community like we've been saying the uh, it based off of personal experience and I know Daniel will agree with this um, I will say, depending on the genre you try and tackle, you need to be careful. Because the one time I dipped into a large fantasy series, it did not go too well. Um, but, uh, I mean, there were some comments that were nice, but they were definitely... Yeah, fantasy, fan the fantasy genre has some gatekeeping, so maybe, maybe try a different genre. <laughs> Yeah, you, if you're gonna do booktube, go for a different genre. 
Yeah, there's, I'm you're kidding, gonna, but yeah, no, kind like, of not. <laughs> go for it, but at the same time, keep in the bag of your head like there's somebody holding a key to like the gate of the fantasy world, and if you don't read it, read that book eight times, and remember every single character, you ain't getting in. A wheel of time. All yeah, right. So I'm sitting um, at the gate for that. <laughs> it gets pretty intense. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just like you guys. At the end of the day, it's just books. Like wait, it's like all the other all the other genres of like booktubers and stuff have their own like category, and then there's like the fantasy people. They like take their stuff like legitimately. Well, we take books legitimately too, but well, no, we but know like, that they're just freaking books. Like they hold it to heart. Yeah. Like it's like their own world, and yeah. it's like I can be accepted in this world because it's all fantasy. You can't be part of it. I, like, can't read fantasy. That's a genre I just can't get behind. I wish I could, but it's so hard for me to... I, I'm such a, like, I don't know, like, I need to see, like, the atmosphere, and, like, I, I need to feel like I'm there, and I can't put myself in a world with, like, dragons and night guards and, like, in a made-up place. Like, I can't... I, I can't see myself there, so I can't read about it. I can't comprehend what's happening in fantasy books. And, like, it makes me feel stupid, but, like, yeah. whatever. I would rather, you know, I guess watch people get murdered. So I'll, I'll stick in or the... Or read about people way. getting murdered. Read uh, about people getting murdered. I'll, I'll, stick about, I'll stick in the halfway point with uh, Stephen King with uh, The Dark Tower, where he kind of hit, like, every single genre in, like, one book series. Yeah. I don't know. It just it's it's a genre I just can't. And I agree with you. Like I want to be part of it. Like the Wheel of Time. It's like fifteen books or whatever. I'm sure someone's going to comment saying it's sixteen. And I like, I would love to be part of that, part of that family, the Lord of the Rings family. Like I want to, I like want to be there and like read it. But like I feel like if I read it and talk about it, someone's going to be like, no, the ring is eight cubic centimeters long, not this big. Nah. They'll be, like, stingy about little things like that. They had four toes, not five. Oh, my God. So you don't read <laughs> fantasy either, right? <laughs> I know. And, like, and fantasy books, most of them are so long, too. They're, like, a thousand pages. And people remember, like, every little detail. And I'm like, are they taking notes? I don't know. But I can't either. <laughs> but also a lot of fantasy books are series too. And I I have a hard time with series because I, if I'm not I'm not gonna be patient enough to wait for the next book to come out. A and B, like I lose I'll lose interest so fast. I would never be able to keep up with reading a series. But it keeps you on your toes, though, too. If you think about it, like, Harry Potter. Like, I remember being younger when that was going on. Harry Potter can and fuck like, off. when that seventh book came out. Sorry if you're a big Harry Potter fan. Like, when that last book came out, it was like, everyone, like, lost their shit. Like, it was like, oh, my God, it's out. I need to be the first one to finish it. I was one of my cousins, like, read it in probably, like, 13 hours. And I'm pretty sure the audiobook is like 30. So don't know where the math adds yeah. up, but you read it like real fast. Yeah, I can't do series. Like I, two books is like enough for me. Three books maybe max. But um, when you like 
have to keep reading to find out what happens next and they're like these really long books and there's nine of them I'm like I can't (laughs) okay well also with a thousand page book which you have to admit that it what I'm gonna say it's so hard to write a thousand page book where literally the whole thousand pages is like super engaging and like fast paced and like you know like there's got to be dull parts okay like let's be real i know that there's books i know that like slow burn is something that people like but like a thousand pages that is like a real slow burn okay here's what i'll (laughs) say about it since you brought that up Okay, out next of, question. <laughs> out of, like, the almost 1,100 pages there are in the book, I would say there's probably a solid, like, 900-something pages in that book. Okay, it is, well... It is, it, like... And the only... It, it's just a really good book. You get, it, I can't wait to reread that book. Like, the sta- Like, it's funny. The Stand, I find a daunting task to reread, <laughs> but it, I'll do that, at, like, at any time. Like, I just want to do it. But, like, the stand, I'm just like, no, that's too long. But realistically, <laughs> it's, like, maybe, like, a 50 to 100-page difference. My gosh. Whatever. Okay. Let's move away from that. Two more questions. What April, we are in the month of April when we're recording this, what April releases are you most excited for? I have some, and he has some, and hopefully you have some. And I guess I'll start since I'm going to pull up our graphic here, too. We put a graphic on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, it's Books and Stuff Podcast. And I deleted the graphic, so let me go find it. I know for you, it's the Jennifer McMahon, right? Uh, yeah, let me the see. The Children on the Hill. Let me see what the graphic is. The Children on the Hill. Yeah, The Children on the Hill. Jennifer McMahon's a good author for me. I like a lot of her stuff. I'm really excited for Insomnia by Sarah Pinbrough. Not and to be confused with Insomnia by Stephen King. The Younger Wife by Sally Hepworth, because I read her release last year, and I'm going to have a hard time remembering it. Good Sister, I think it's called, and I really enjoyed that. And then the other one that I'm oddly interested in is Blood Will Tell by Heather I'm hoping is how you say it. I haven't read anything by that author, but the cover has me very intrigued. What about you? So the three um, that I was excited to read, I already read two of them because I got two of them on um, NetGalley. And the one was Jennifer McMahon, The Children on the Hill. I read that a couple weeks ago. I really, really liked it. I really like Jennifer McMahon a lot. Um, and then I'm looking forward to reading, um, Insomnia, like you said, um, by Sarah Pinborough. And the other one that I was looking forward to was the Sally Hepworth, um, the younger wife, right? Um, mm-hmm. that one, I got the audiobook on NetGalley and I didn't like it that much. It was okay. I'm not going to give anything away <laughs> in case you like it, but, um, I don't know. There were just some things that, like, rubbed me the wrong way. So I'll have to see what you think about that one when you read it. I know. But those were, like, my three, so. Nice. Well, I'm glad you like the Jennifer McMahon because that'll make you happy. (laughs) Yes. 
I need to read yeah. another one by her. It's like a oh. spinoff of uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh, and nice. I don't know. The story was just really good. Yeah, I really liked the story. I liked the ending. I liked it a lot. She's just such a good storyteller. Like, the way that she tells um, her stories and her writing is just so good. I love the cover, too. I'm excited to mm-hmm. uh, finally get that book. I know there's a lot of books coming out in April, but honestly, um, between like May and August, I feel like is like when all the good books are coming out. I'm like really anxious for so many of them. Um, So yeah. All right. Last question to end things off. What are some goals you have for the future of your booktube channel? Like maybe collabs or book club a patreon hitting a certain subscriber amount what would what would be your um main goals at this point yeah i think um just like hitting my first like a thousand subscribers and you know finally getting like monetized on that channel is like my biggest goal um and then you know i was thinking maybe sometime like in the far future I'd really like to start a book club. I think that would be really cool. Just having like a, um, like a book pick every month and maybe doing like a live show, something like that, having guests um, eventually in the far future. That's what I'm looking forward to once my channel starts to grow. But um, so just right now, just working on growing my channel, really. That's awesome. Uh, the one thing I will say is for us, I mean, this for us, this is kind of how it went. As soon as we hit a thousand, like the next thousand, like it happened like quick, but then when we hit three, mm-hmm. we kind of feel like it slowed a little bit. <laughs> well, we've been awful at uploading this year too because, uh, like I said, his work schedule just keeps like changing, and he switched jobs. Kind of, he basically just switched locations and everything. So it's just been nuts. So hopefully. We have vacation in a week, so we're hoping to, like, get far ahead. <laughs> so Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> but I, I remember that, too, because I think I was subscribed to you when you had, like, 400 subscribers or something. And then I remember you hitting, like, 1,000 and then, like, really growing from there. So. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Like, we haven't... You started at the end of 2020, like October or something. So it'll be it'll be two years, I guess, this October. And I would not, because you always hear people saying like, "Oh, you know, I didn't hit a thousand subscribers until like I was my channel was three years old," and I was like, "All right, well, the book the book community does it differently." (laughs) Anyway. That is our podcast with Megan. Everyone go subscribe. It's Reading with Meg. We're going to have it linked down below on the podcast. We're going to have the video version up after I edit it and everything on the new channel, which we'll have linked down below. And we'll also have her links everywhere on there too. And then also on Instagram, you can follow us at Books and Stuff Podcast. You can follow Megan at Hey Megan, M E G. H-I-N is how you spell her name. And yeah, go subscribe. And thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
I'm sorry about all of the uh, scheduling issues that we had, which was 100% my fault, by the way, just so everyone knows. No problem. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, and goodbye. Bye.